Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Alexa. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. All right. Good afternoon. It is Monday, the Monday after the Super Bowl. Thank you and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge. Glad that you could be joining me after this post-Super Bowl Monday. I'm in an upbeat mood, you would think, as a longtime San Francisco 49ers fan, that I would actually be in a down mood, but I am not. I'm going to keep my head up high. I am proud of the way the 49ers turned things around from last year to this year, making it to the Super Bowl after finishing 4-12 last year. I'm not here to criticize Kyle Shanahan's play calling. I feel if it wasn't for Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers would not be in the Super Bowl. With that being said, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and for Andy Reid for winning his first Super Bowl and to Patrick Mahomes for winning the Super Bowl MVP, the youngest quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP and the Super Bowl. And I'm happy for the city of Kansas City to win another sports championship. Lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fans who suffered through many, many years finally get their Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. The good thing about this Super Bowl was there were likable teams. Of course, I love the 49ers and I really have no ill will toward the Kansas City Chiefs. I was happy it was an exciting Super Bowl. They get the victory, 31-20. to 20. For the first three quarters, the 49ers were dominant on both sides of the ball, running the ball, Jimmy Garoppolo with play action, and the defense stopped Patrick Mahomes. But then, after they took the 20-10 to 10 lead, and after Patrick Mahomes threw that interception to Tavarius Moore and the 49ers got the ball, they got all the way to the San Francisco 38 with about 10 minutes left to go. And they started trying to pass the ball. I had a problem with this because you're up by two scores. You need to start running the ball. They were averaging six yards a carry. They just needed to continue to run the ball. The clock is your friend at this moment. But the Chiefs got to stop. They gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. And another problem I had was on that third and 15, Patrick Mahomes was able to get out of containment and Tyreek Hill was wide open down the field and the Chiefs later scored on that drive, making it 20-7. to Okay, so there was about five and a half minutes left. The 49ers got the ball back. Their first possession, they ran the ball with Raheem Mostert for a five-yard gain. And this, I didn't have a problem with this play call on second and five. The 49ers attempted to do a play-action pass, and that was batted down on the line by Chris Jones. Okay, so now it's second and five, which is about to turn into a third and five, and the 49ers have to pass. So the Chiefs bring pressure, and there was a controversial helmet hit that could have been called as a, as a personal foul, and it wasn't. I believe that could have rattled Jimmy G because he was off his timing, and several passes, three for 11 in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Garoppolo did not look sharp in the fourth quarter, but 
He did have a good game for the first three quarters, but it is how you finish. And Kyle Shanahan will have a reputation now for once again blowing the lead in a Super Bowl. I hope that Falcons fans are not being petty and trying to troll this guy on Twitter and criticize him and say, well, see, we told you so. No, he's a great coach. He will be back. The 49ers have the third best odds on to win the Super Bowl next year at 8-1. to one. And they will be back. They will have a tougher schedule, but they have young players that will be more experienced. They're not going anywhere, folks. The San Francisco 49ers are here to stay. They, are, have, they have the quarterback and they have the coach. Whether or not you like Jimmy Garoppolo or not, or you think he is not an elite quarterback, nobody is Patrick Holmes. Patrick Mahomes, rather. And Patrick Mahomes is a very special quarterback. The 49ers did have a game plan to contain him, to try to confuse him. They brought pressure with four, but Patrick Mahomes still got the job done in the end. But I am proud of the San Francisco 49ers. And with with that, they're now 5-2 and two in Super Bowls, and they've lost the last two Super Bowls on heartbreak. It just seems to not, to not work out for, you know, teams that I root for. You know, living in Georgia, I also root for the Falcons when they're not playing the 49ers. Had a similar Super Bowl where they lost in heartbreak, up 28-3. to So, you know, teams that I like to root for in the Super Bowl, it just doesn't, it doesn't play out the way I like to see it. But it was a great Super Bowl. Yeah, tell me what you think. Just comment below on, on my Facebook page on this podcast. You know, what was your favorite moment of the Super Bowl? And what was your favorite commercials? There were some funny commercials. I like the Cheetos popcorn with the MC Hammer. Um, I I love the, the Google commercial with, with, with the old man and and his and his and his wife that it believed that she she passed on, but it was very touching and it and it pulled at your heartstrings. It you know, the first commercial that was right off the bat was the little kid taking it to the house. I admit the scene where he passed by Pat Tillman's statue, really, it moved me. And I started getting tear-eyed. You know, with me being in the military, that moment really meant a lot to me. And it's part of the history of football. There's so many great creative commercials. There were some commercials that really didn't need to be done. You know, the Tide commercial where he just kept coming in. And I, I, we could have done without that. What did you think of the halftime show? Now, I did not see the halftime show because I was putting two small children to bed, but I heard a lot of feedback from people that it was risque, that, that you know, it wasn't for children, and, you know, whatever your opinion is, how you felt about the halftime show, you know, it, it didn't violate any SEC violations, you know, maybe it wasn't for children, maybe it was with adult content, but, you know, if you're going to compare that with last year's show with Adam Levine, there's a double standard right there. But, you know, I didn't watch it. I have no desire to watch halftime shows. Usually that's when we put our children to bed. You got 30 minutes to try to put the children to bed, then it's on to the second half. And that's just the mindset. And I really have no desire to watch the halftime show. All right. So it was a fun Super Bowl. The hype, you know, the excitement, everything led up to that moment. And those were the two best teams all year. Now, did the best team win? Well, the Kansas City Chiefs did have the best player, and I'm, I am happy for him. I'm not down, you know. If, if you know, people 
think that I'm actually down. I, I'm still kind of shocked. I mean, 20 to 10, you have the ball. I mean, I the whole time when they were up 20 to 10 with the ball, I just wanted them to run out the clock. And I actually thought that, you know, the 49ers win. I have a habit of actually going to my phone and looking at the score percentage projection. Like the 49ers were had a 95% chance to win the game when they were up 20 to 10. And I was just looking at the graph and it just went spiked way up. And then when Patrick Mahomes got the score and went up 24 to 20, then it went way down. Now at that moment, even when the Chiefs took the lead 24-20, you got you got two and a half minutes left. I actually thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was capable of marching the team down the field and scoring the game-winning touchdown. If we would have done that, he would have been Super Bowl MVP. Now he he actually got to the Chiefs 49 with that 16-yard pass to Kendrick Bourne, and then he started throwing some passes. I think the the pass to Emmanuel Sanders that was intended for him was a little out of his reach, way out of his reach, actually. If he would have just stuck it in his bread basket, the 49ers score a touchdown there with not a whole lot of time for Patrick Mahomes to score a game-winning touchdown. And, uh, once again, the San Francisco 49ers had an opportunity, and they blew it, just like in the last Super Bowl they were in with the Baltimore Ravens. That Super Bowl was a little bit different because they were down 28-6, to but they did crawl back in there, and they were five yards away from the end zone. I, I really just wanted to see Jimmy Garoppolo get all the way down to the end zone because they were down 24-20. to 20. They had to score a touchdown, and it just didn't happen. And then, of course, with three timeouts left, the Chiefs got the ball back in their own territory. They ran it with Damian Williams, and then the 49ers called a timeout. Then Damian Williams ran it in the end zone. At that point... You know, I, I felt like they just gave it to him so they can have an opportunity to try to maybe get a quick touchdown and then a possible onside kick because you always want to keep your team with a possible chance. But, you know, the 49ers did play great first three quarters. Don't know what happened in that fourth quarter. I can't explain it. Richard Sherman getting beat by Sammy Watkins. The, the blown coverage with Tyreek Hill on the third and fifteen. That, that touchdown to put him up 24-20. to 20. Looks like his foot was out of bounds at the one-yard line. I can't explain these things. It's really hard. But what I do know is that the 49ers are going to, you know, pick themselves off the mat. They're going to go back to the drawing board. And they will be ready next year to possibly represent the NFC in the Super Bowl once again in 2021 when the Super Bowl is in Tampa. Now, will the Super Bowl have the Kansas City Chiefs too? Well, we've had rematch Super Bowls before. Remember the Dallas Cowboys and and the Buffalo Bills? So it is a possibility, but we shall see. All right, tell me what do you think about the, the refs? Because there were some questionable calls in this game. The George Kittle offensive pass interference. Yes, he did push off, but he's a tight end. He's trying to get position to try to get the ball. You know, normally that doesn't get called when, you know, two receivers are, you know, being physical, trying to go for the ball. The late hit on Jimmy Garoppolo when it was third and five and the 49ers were were up 20 to 17 with five minutes to go. That was questionable. That could have been a late hit. And of course, the out of bounds play, 
Of course, the, the pass interference on Travis Kelsey that put the ball at the one-yard line, I, I would definitely call pass interference on that. There's so many plays that, that could have went the 49ers' way. What about time management from Kyle Shanahan in the first half? Not calling the timeout. I, I can understand why he chose to do that because he didn't want to get pinned back and have the Chiefs burn all three of their timeouts, and then you punt the ball back to the Chiefs in good field position. Kyle Shanahan, knowing that he's going to get the ball to start the second half, didn't want to give the Chiefs another possession. But that is playing very conservatively, and you have got to go for a score. You getting the ball back with a minute and a half, and you got two timeouts, you need to try to be aggressive. March down to the field and at least kick a field goal because you're going to get the ball to start the second half. I also felt they played a little too conservatively when they were settling for field goals. They could have went for it on fourth down on the first drive when it was a fourth and two. You know who you're going up against. You're going up against Patrick Mahomes. Right now, he is the best player in the league. You've seen when you have other teams that have outstanding players. Look at Seattle and Russell Wilson. I felt like it was kind of the same scenario. Like, you don't want to give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. You got to play aggressive. And you got to put your foot on the gas pedal. So that is my thoughts on the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of people that might be having football withdrawals. Not to worry, football fans, because the XFL is right around the corner. The XFL this Saturday. That should be exciting. And February seems to be a slow sports month. But I feel that we do have some sports. And baseball season is just around the corner. Major League Soccer. The NBA is in full throttle. Getting ready for that. We got March Madness around the corner. February, we start wrapping up conference play in college basketball. I got to say, congratulations to Auburn beating Kentucky. I actually watched part of that game late Saturday night. And that was a great game. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's an Auburn fan. And it is impossible. It's hard. Not impossible. It's just hard to get tickets to go see an Auburn basketball game. You know, that if you want to see big-time basketball in Columbus, Auburn's where it's at. And, you know, that tickets were going for more than $200 for standing room only on StubHub. That was a big game that Auburn won against Kentucky. And does Auburn have what it takes to make it to the Final Four? You know, the Final Four being in Atlanta here in 2020. Yep. A lot of sports going on, but just tell me what you thought of the Super Bowl. Just write in the comments below. And thank you for listening to my podcast. This is the third episode. It will be on Spotify. Don't forget to like my Facebook page, The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And also, don't forget that I am still waiting on a callback to become a guest host, possibly, at 95.7 ESPN Radio. I did call their station in just about 30 minutes ago to to talk about the piece that I'm talking right here on the phone. And I hope that you enjoy hearing my opinion about sports. I love talking about it. I've been doing this for many years. I have a broadcasting degree, and I feel that I'm going to use that to the best of my ability. Hope everybody has a great afternoon. What a day. It is such a great day in the city of Columbus. Such nice weather for February. It look, looks like the groundhog was right. We're going to have early spring. I'm excited about that. 
But I hope everybody has a great day. Make sure you listen to the show tomorrow as I will talk more sports. All right. Everybody have a great evening. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Good night. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.